This is the story of writing for February 18th, 2024. On this day in 1885, the landmark American novel Adventures of Huckleberry Finn was published in the U.S. It was one of the first books written in a regional vernacular, in this case, a Missouri drawl. Author Samuel Clemens knew it well from his childhood in Hannibal, Missouri. Written under the pen name Mark Twain, the book about Huck Finn was both a satirical look at the Mississippi River culture of the 1850s and a bright light on the region's racism. According to the Free Speech Center at Middle Tennessee State University, before Huck Finn, Twain had written an explicit expose of racism, but it was censored, or not printed, because the publisher thought the subject matter was too sensitive for readers. So Twain wrote about Huck facing the imprisonment and violence that characterized slavery. When Huck escaped, he found Jim, a slave, escaping as well, though it was illegal for Jim to run away from the same treatment Huck received. More than 21 years after the book hit shelves, the Library Journal found that Adventures of Huckleberry Finn had been banned somewhere in the U.S. every year since it was first published. It hasn't hurt sales. More than 20 million copies of the book have been sold. And it was on this day in 1970 that the Chicago Seven were found not guilty of a conspiracy to incite riots at the Democratic National Convention in 1968. To call the trial a circus would be an insult to circuses. After defendant Bobby Seale, who was black, spoke out in court against the biased allegations he faced, the judge had him bound, gagged, and chained. When jurors entered the courtroom, at least one broke out in tears at Seale's treatment. Seale's attorney said the trial had become, quote, a medieval torture chamber. A few days later, the judge declared a mistrial in the case against Seale. Speaking about the conspiracy charge against the remaining seven defendants, including Abby Hoffman, he said, we couldn't agree on what to get for lunch. They were acquitted of the charge shortly afterward. On February 18, 1972, the California Supreme Court invalidated the state's death penalty. The ruling commuted the sentences of all death row inmates to life terms in prison. It is the birthday of the novelist who wrote, the lessons of life amount not to wisdom but to scar tissue and callus. American writer Wallace Stegner was born on this day in 1909. He published his first book titled Remembering Laughter in 1937. He is best known for his 1971 novel, The Angle of Repose, which won the Pulitzer Prize for fiction. Just five years later, Stegner's next novel, The Spectator Bird, was recognized with the National Book Award. He was called the Dean of Western Writers for a few reasons, including the unforgettable stories he wrote about the West and the manner in which he wrote them. Stegner also jumped into the philosophical schism that has long existed between U.S. writers from the East versus those who wrote in the West. It's never been easy to become a published novelist, but it has been several orders of magnitude harder for Western-based writers. In 1964, Stegner wrote an essay in the Atlantic magazine that argued, quote, Since any writer must write from what he knows and believes, a writer from the West finds himself so unfashionable as to be practically voiceless. Norman Maclean's experience illustrates this. His powerful and popular novella, A River Runs Through It, was rejected by every publisher Maclean sent it to, until the University of Chicago Press accepted it and it was the first work of fiction that publisher ever produced. McLean said one rejection he received said the novella had, quote, too many trees in it. In addition to his writing and his eloquence in defense of the environment, Stegner's reproach moved Eastern publishers. 
Their opinion that Western writing is unfashionable is changing, slowly, but it is changing. It is the birthday in 1922 of former Cosmopolitan magazine editor Helen Gurley Brown. And it is the birthday of the novelist who wrote, Freeing yourself was one thing. Claiming ownership of that freed self was another. American novelist and one of the nation's most important storytellers, Toni Morrison, was born on this day in 1931. She is best known for her skill as a writer, for her novels, The Bluest Eye, Song of Solomon, and Beloved, which won the Pulitzer Prize for fiction. In 1993, Morrison became the first black woman to win any Nobel Prize. She was awarded the Nobel for literature. The Swedish committee that selects Nobel recipients said Morrison, quote, gives life to an essential aspect of American reality in her books, which are characterized by visionary force and poetic import. Morrison was also known for remaining steadfast in her intention to have the world see her as a woman in full. It is just one of the many gifts she has given to the millions of women who read her work. Here is how PBS senior editor Joshua Barajas remembered Morrison shortly after her passing in 2019. While American society lacked imagination in understanding black lives, Morrison filled in the details. Pulling from African literature, slave folklore, or black history, Morrison portrayed her black characters as complex, vibrant, and flawed people, transforming American literature. As a writer, she recognized the need to capture the experiences of black women who seldom saw themselves in the center of their own stories. As an editor, she introduced a slate of new black voices into the American publishing world. When asked about a talking point of her work Beloved, that her characters were larger than life, Morrison told PBS that the criticism was evidence of small-mindedness and added that, quote, My characters are not bigger than life. They are, in fact, big as life. Today's reading is from Song of Solomon, written by Toni Morrison and published in 1977. In fact, her maturity and blood kinship converted her passion to fever, so it was more affliction than affection. It literally knocked her down at night and raised her up in the morning, for when she dragged herself off to bed, having spent another day without his presence, her heart beat like a gloved fist against her ribs, and in the morning, Long before she was fully awake, she felt a longing so bitter and tight it yanked her out of a sleep swept clean of dreams. And that is the story of writing for February 18th. Thanks for listening.